Hello, welcome to a Skill Check Gaming Wellbeing Podcast from YMCA Exeter. My name's Andy, and through the magic of Zoom, we have uh, my brilliant co-presenter, Zach. How are things? Hello, Andy. Things are going really well. It's been a, a little bit since we recorded one of these, so yeah, we're probably a bit risky, but we've made it this far, and I'm feeling optimistic and positive about the direction we will now go on. We've made it 30 seconds in, and so this is only take two. Fantastic. Zach, I'm, I'm allowed to start this week with, it's not a moan, but I, gu- I guess it kind of builds up on what you're saying about things being a bit rusty. In that, I had a plan f- for this week, Zach. I had a plan, and that plan was to talk uh, all things Doctor Who and the new Doctor Who game that's coming out. I'm, de- I'm calling Ooh. it the new Doctor Who game because I'm struggling to remember exactly what it's called. I think it's called Edge of Reality. Okay. I realised first thing this morning that it's been delayed for like two weeks. So um, I'm I'm not oh. talking about that yet. Yeah. Two weeks is not the worst as well. Like, it, it, it no. can, like games can be delayed years slash months. So two weeks, you know, two weeks is fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess I'd prefer it to be, you know, pushed back rather than be, well, a load of cyberpunk. Yeah, also, don't know what you're going to do in two weeks that means you got delayed two weeks, but hey, that's another thing. That's game, like game development-wise, yeah. when you delay it a few months, you can see, okay, months is a lot of time to like, do more work on it. Two weeks, I don't know what you're going to do in two weeks. That If you need to delay it because something isn't right, I feel like two weeks isn't going to give you enough time to achieve whatever it is you decided needs to delay the game for. Is my opinion. I think mm. my novice opinion on game development is that two weeks is a really weird amount of time to delay something. Well, are we think it could be like a licensing more. thing or a marketing? Yeah, yeah potentially. Potentially, yeah. Um, how how how's things with you? Well, yeah, good. so so. I, I did the opposite to you, is that you obviously had a plan and they have been derailed. I went into this week without a plan and ended up with a PlayStation 5. So Wait, what? I, <laughs> you, you, I just have one? In, <laughs> you got well, one? that's the weird thing. Is, they exist? Uh, <laughs> not so much an accident. I won't go as far as an accident, but I was, just in, I was in town. And whoa, he and, and they were in-game. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, went, I went into the they, they tweeted out that they had maybe some for pre-order and so but then I couldn't get in the day that I went out so I thought the chances of me being able to there been any left because they go like hotcakes mm. um, as you can imagine as everyone knows like they don't hang around for much it's hard enough to, to find one and then when the places do have them they sell out really quickly so I wasn't expecting to even be able to pre-order one never mind get one um, I think that was just a case of right place right time which is Win. just describes my look, which is the same as how I ended up getting an Xbox Series X because I was in the right place at the right time and totally looked into it. And I think I did it again. I don't know how I do it. I just, I ended up doing it again. I just, was, just thought I would just, you know, on the off chance that they had any to pre-order would go into game. And then it turns out they had some. I think this is more because I was happy with the digital version. So the PlayStation mm. 5 comes in digital only version and disc version and i was happy with digital only because my it's not my main it's not gonna be my main console it's gonna mm. be just to play the playstation exclusives um so i'm only ever really gonna be playing one or two games at a time on it if that so 
the digital was fine because it's got a, it's got like I think it's six hundred and fifty gigabytes um, out of the box. Nice. Um, after all, like the, the operating system and stuff is on there. Um, mm. So that's more than enough for a few games. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I was happy to. And it's a, it was like I think it's like a million hundred pounds cheaper to get the digital one. Nice, um, which is nice. It's always nice. And they have one. They just happen to have one in the back. And yeah. the, well, they happen to have one in the back. This is skill check hosted by the luckiest gamer in Exeter. <laughs> so, like, I'm now sat with like both the most current consoles in a world where people are finding it really difficult to get one of them. Never mind two of them. <laughs> and I don't know how it happens. I just don't know. I the thing is, I'm so unlucky in, in every other respect in terms oh. of like other stuff in life but gaming just seems to be the thing where i am the luckiest i think i've landed on my feet with like been able to do a podcast and talk about gaming because generally gaming is the one thing that i tend to have look at and everything else you know the wheels are falling off but this gaming i can do and i can somehow just look my way into stuff um again just to harken back to another story nintendo switch when it came out was notoriously difficult to get I got on the second day. The second day, I just <laughs> happened to be in the right place at the right time. I was in Toys R Us, and I just like I was like everywhere went out of switches, and I was like I'm just going to go and see what happens. And I went to Toys R Us because I usually don't buy consoles at Toys R Us, but I knew that everywhere else would run out, and I was like I'm going to go Toys R Us and see if they got any. They didn't have any, and I was like okay, that's fine. And then we were walking out of the store. Guy comes over to me. I've just spoken to. Um, a guy that we hadn't spoken to, but the guy was obviously was in the back. He was like, "We just got an order in. There's switches like right now. We just got them off a the truck." As I was walking out of the store, <laughs> Whoa. so I got a switch. I got a switch the, the week they came out. Um, there are books written about being in the right place at the right time, and you could write one of those books <laughs> just for gamers. I, I mean. It is bizarre that I, I, I tend to just find myself in the right place at the right time. Um, but anyway, this leads us on to the actual part of the show that people probably care most about, which is what have we been playing and what is the news. And as you can imagine, being the brand new owner of a brand new PlayStation 5, I thought there's only one thing you can really do when that happens, and that's to buy some exclusive games and see how they run and see how the PlayStation 5 runs. Um and I chose my first venture and foray into PlayStation exclusives to Spider-Man. Um, so I, I picked a copy of the uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition, which also includes the updated PlayStation 5 version of the original Spider-Man game that came out for PlayStation 4 um, a while ago. And so I think it, so you can get them bundled together mm. uh, and it, yeah, so far it's been good. I've played a few hours of the first Spider-Man game, not the Miles Morales one, because they're although they're not, they're kind of linked. It's not a direct sequel, but it is kind of some stuff does kind of flow over. Um, I thought, well, I'll play it the right way around. I'll play it the way it came out, release order. Uh, and so far, yeah, like I, I this is this is gonna be hard for me to say out loud, but I Go feel on. like it's worth saying. I even think maybe potentially the PlayStation Five just looks a little bit better than the xbox graphically i'm gonna say i'm gonna say oh. it. I've, not, I've not played it extensively so this is like this is very much 
a few hours on the PlayStation 5 and it's hard to compare when you're not doing direct comparisons between the same game on both systems, like running mm. the same game and, and seeing how it looks. But the PlayStation 5, definitely the colours just feel a little crisper, a little more vibrant. Um, and this is, by the way, this is obviously Spider-Man runs. Um, I've got it set to, to prioritise resolution. So it's 30 frames. I'm playing in the 30 frames mode, but ray tracing and all the, sing, all the bells and whistles of like the graphics and stuff. Because I think I'm one of those gamers where I've been playing in 30 frames forever on console that I'm not really going to notice 60 frames unless it's a competitive multiplayer game and I feel like you, you need to be on the same platform as everyone else to have the same the same kind of experience. In a, in a single-player game like that, I'll happily play at 30 frames if it means the game looks mm. a bit nicer. Uh, but it's... it's Yeah. I, and, I, and to put it out there for everyone, I have a 4K TV, so I'm playing all these games in 4K, ultra-definition, um, usually 30 frames, just with all the bells and whistles that you get by choosing resolution over frame rate. Um, and it looks nice and and my wife was around for the big unveiling of the playstation 5 and playing a game on it for the first time even <laughs> she even the intro sequence of spider-man she was like this could be a film you could just be watching a film it was that good oh wow okay um, so yeah and then obviously once the characters once you actually see people and things you can kind of like oh, okay it's not it's a game you can tell it's a game and not real people mm. but for the open sequence where there's no people and you look at buildings and reflections and you move you pans in through his room and you can see like objects in the bookcase and things Bethel was like this could be a photograph like it could be Ooh. it could be a real thing so um yeah just speaks really well of the uh the guys that worked in the game and the update that they did for PlayStation 5 that it kind of I think they recaptured they did a lot of they did they went back and recaptured even some of the the kind of mocap that they did for Peter Parker in the game as well. Like they mm. redid his face just okay. for the updated PlayStation Five version. So, um, not that I. So, could is it, tell so are you trying to no, say this but... updated version actually includes, you know, actual work that has been made to really make it look updated, rather than yeah. just slapping the same yeah. game on and calling it? A... <laughs> yeah, no, they definitely did some work behind the scenes to make it look worthy of the PlayStation Five and to take <laughs> to take. To make the most of the the, the PlayStation 5's capabilities, um, which makes me more excited for Miles Morales when I eventually get there, because that was made mm. for PlayStation 5 in mind. Um, so it's not just Miles Morales has an actual proper PlayStation 5 version, not just an, an updated version of the PlayStation 4 game. So, so I'm excited to get to there and see how good that looks and runs. Load times on the PlayStation seem just as good, if not slightly faster than the Xbox. Um, you're talking seconds, like mm. they're both very, very fast. Um, but yeah, seems really good. Um, I like the 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 controller is a mixture of unfamiliarity because of the way that it's laid out. Because I'm, an, I'm primarily an Xbox gamer, always have yeah. been. So Xbox I, I, for those Andy will be able to see, but you guys listening won't be able to. But the Xbox controller has the <laughs> the, the kind of the thumbsticks offset, so the mm. left one is higher than the right one. So your hand gets used to the left hand and left the thumb being higher than whereas the playstation controller has them parallel next to each other mm. so it so it feels a little bit weird but the haptic feedback in the playstation i know that it's been hyped up and everyone's been saying oh, have you tried the haptic controller yeah it's amazing like it i can confirm that the playstation 5 controllers with the haptic feedback are crazy, crazy good, the immersive. Like when your phone, like in the opening sequence, your phone vibrates and the controller vibrates like the phone would. 
mm. in from the direction the phone is on the screen. Oh wow! So okay. The controller vibrates on the side of the controller that mm. the vibration is coming from. So you immediately look over, like, "Where's the phone?" Like it's mm. like it, and like footsteps, it will vibrate in time with like footsteps and other things. Like it, it, it really isn't. It isn't just my controller's vibrating because I'm shooting. <laughs> or I'm hitting, it's, wow, the controller is trying to immerse me in the game. It's trying to make me respond, my hands at least, respond in a way that is, it's not, it's not normal. Like it's, it's not something I've experienced. Cause I usually turn vibrate off cause I don't like it. It's annoying. Mm. Um, usually in games. Cause um, that's just, I just prefer to not have my controller vibrating in my hands. Um, cause it's distracting. Um, but with the haptic controller, you definitely, cause ultimately usually you don't gain anything from having it on it's i'm being shot or being shot at and it's vibrating whereas the the how the controller is wow i noticed something in the game over there because the controller's telling me that it's over there it's really weird it's it's, it's hard to explain you have to really use it and in the world of console of wars playstation fans i think there might be a new convert to your cause i wouldn't go that far but it's definitely it's definitely no because the there Xbox is no space for console wars <laughs> yeah it's embrace gaming I, in all its wonderful yeah. forms plus, plus i have both so like it's not a war like uh, that, that's um, that's true if anything else we've got the truths yeah. um yeah. but it's definitely the, the playstation 5 is definitely doing things the xbox isn't cool. and so whilst you can harp on about playstation games are more expensive they only have exclusives they're an exclusives thing Blah, 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 blah. Tech-wise, from a nerdy point of view of like what's the, the actual hardware doing that's different, mm. as much as they're very similar in terms of like graphic fidelity and how they run and how fast they load, mm. the PS5 controller is how they have innovated on it and it is a thing that will stand it apart from the Xbox because the Xbox controller. <laughs> You know, but, but that's exactly like that. what we've talked about before, though, isn't it? It's, it's about looking at what is that is important to you what you're interested in and basing it off that rather than all my mates have this yeah yeah and especially because more and more multiplayer games are cross-platform now mm. um and I'd, and I'd argue the biggest games will be from now on cross-platform because i think you can't really afford not to be and sony can't really afford to be the one that stands in the way of that anymore just because mm. that's just not the way that the world is now um that you genuinely can then just buy the console that you want rather than yeah. the one that you think you should have because of your friends and um and arguably the one that you can get hold of like yeah. that, i mean that's never been the case before but if you if you have the opportunity if you have the means and the opportunity and you've been saving up and you and you go in to like to, to game or whatever and they happen to have an xbox or a playstation you don't have to sit there and go well if i get this i won't be able to put my friends because that's not really mm. the the kind of the standard now especially for multiplayer games and if you're just, thinking I'm a single player experience kind of person, you probably put the edge with the PlayStation mm. because of their their exclusive single player first party games are better than Xbox at the moment. Well, Spider Man, <laughs> yeah, Spider Man, The Last of Us, um, yeah, God of War, Uncharted. You know the the list kind of is, and all of those uh, all the PlayStation games, the, yeah. What is it, Horizon? Uh, I can't remember the new one, Forbidden Horizon, Forbidden West, or something like the the kind of futuristic apocalyptic robot one that everyone raves about. That I'm, I'm afraid, I can't remember. Can't remember the name of it. But, um, it's been yeah, lots of game announcements in the space of months. 
PlayStation is a place to go because it has all the ones that the Xbox has plus all the exclusives. Um, whereas mm. Xbox doesn't really, the, the biggest exclusive they have hasn't even come out yet, which is Starfield next year from the first day. <laughs> yeah. That will obviously change the the change the kind of Xbox is trying hard to change the the dialogue around single player experiences that are exclusive to platforms. It's trying its hardest to say that we have them as well as PlayStation and to compete when ultimately the real selling point of the Xbox at the moment is the fable two words everyone loves to hear out of my mouth Game Pass. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's just it's just it's just a it's been over ten it minutes. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's been I over ten minutes, and you yeah. and you've just and you've only just mentioned the words Game Pass. Yeah, <sighs> on, well, on the point of saying it, over ten minutes, yeah. can I just share twelve minutes? Remarkable like segue. Thank you, yeah, thank you. Yeah. If you are looking for a game that feels like a movie, and to be perfectly blunt, I would go watch this. <laughs> 12 minutes available on Microsoft Windows, Xbox One, Xbox Series S, and Game Pass. That's two segues for the price of one. Basically, really simple concept from what I can gather so far is that you play a tired guy coming home into your flat. Your wife has something to tell you. There's a chocolate dessert involved somewhere. Before you know it, some guy arrives at the door. He's apparently a police officer. Things escalate. You lose consciousness. And you wake up 10, 12 minutes again in the past. And you're stuck in a time loop. I believe the idea is that you use your knowledge from the time loop before to try and get more knowledge, try and use the situation to your advantage. And I presume you eventually break the time loop. And as time goes on, your character gets obviously more and more kind of frustrated and more and more kind of, what is this? And yeah, confused days. And I think... Um, what's his name? Hitchcock. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock would have been great at directing this film. It's not a film. It looks like a film. It should be a film. It stars the people who... Oh, um, Young Professor X from the X-Men movies, Ray from Star Wars, and the Green Goblin supply the, the voices. <laughs> For, for those of you that that means nothing, it's James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Will, William Defoe. <laughs> I've always known as the, the Green Goblin. <laughs> um, amongst other acting roles that he's done. Um, but yeah. we can't think of anything more at the moment. <laughs> but that's a very A-list voice acting cast for a game oh the whole thing just the gaming news this week starts with the news that xcloud the kind of cloud game streaming service associated with microsoft and xbox is coming to console so what that Mm. means is that selected 
people. I don't think it's like worldwide or anything yet. I think it's they've started to roll out amongst some um, Xbox players the ability to use xCloud from your console, um, which is the, has the advantage for people who um, can't necessarily download uh, games um, and can't afford to just buy loads of games mm. but have Game Pass. It allows them to then play the games as well as like not having to worry about downloading them as well. Um, we did have a brief conversation about like if you are data capped, then what uses more data downloading 100 gigabyte games or streaming gaming? And we don't really know we, without doing some like actual research and crunching the numbers. I imagine one might be easier to manage than the other. In that it might yeah, be easier to manage to, be... to download individual games rather than streaming. Yeah to keep a check of how much data you're using. Mm. Um, but the benefits are definitely there. Um, it, it, it is definitely Xbox moving more towards the idea of bringing gaming to as many people. Like their, their big yeah. mission at the moment is to, to enable the most amount of people to game if, as long, on, in, on the planet Earth as possible. That, that want well, that's to, a massive library of be less big games, and, isn't it? Yeah. And they, want, and they don't want the entry level to be you have to have this amount of money in this way to play. Um, also, the other thing we've not, that I forgot completely brain farted on this before <laughs> the show is that um, the X Cloud service allows you to play Xbox One Series X games on older consoles. Ooh, well, so well, I guess I'll, is, well, I guess so it, I, of course yeah. does. Yeah, and that's and that I, I forgot that that was their big. This is why that's a big deal. So before I forgot, mm. I was like, "What's the big deal?" I know there's a big deal, but my brain wasn't picking up on it. That's the big deal. So if a game comes out for Xbox Series X, you'll be able to stream that game on an older older Xbox console. Okay, so which makes sense. That's why it's that's why it's a big deal. It's because suddenly you don't have to upgrade your console to play the best games. You can have an older console and stream them to that console. So that's the big game changer. Mm. I thought there was a game changer in there and I completely forgot. So the idea is that now suddenly an older Xbox will be able to play the the latest and greatest games that are for the new consoles without having to have a new console because they'll be able to stream it. Um, so that's that's the game that's the game changer in this in this context is that now wow. your console can be forward gen instead of usually we talk about back yeah. compatibility. This is like forwards compatibility. Like suddenly your Xbox One will be able to play Series X games. I mean, what would that mean? Like five years time. I know, right? When there's a big category of like really good Series X games that you can just stream on your old Xbox. Yeah. Microsoft, and, and this is all to do with Microsoft want the most games available to the most gamers in the most ways possible. They want gaming to be accessible to everyone in any way that they can think of that is suitable for the gaming setup that they have. And this is a big step in that direction. Mm. When you think that in light of the Series X being so hard to find, that but as game developers transition over into making games for the newer systems, Xbox users now don't have to worry about not being able to upgrade to the latest console because they'll be able to stream those games on their old console. So they can take their time in buying a new console or finding a new console because because as much as game developers do naturally have to move on and start mm. developing for the newest things to make money and to, to stay in business and to make sure that the games are kind of... It's hard to keep developing for like multiple platforms. So they've obviously made the switch over to the newest ones and PC. 
Mm. Um, this allows Xbox to be like, well, that's fine because you can stream those games on your old console. That's game changing. Again, from Xbox, they're pioneering, they're thinking outside the box, and they're doing things that are different from everyone else. And that's why this is a big deal. And I've completely forgotten I, that that's what it, the way around I the I guess it keeps people interested in gaming on their machine. Yep. Brackets, as long as their internet is up to the challenge. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And as opposed to what generally happens is that... <laughs> the gaming world the, the games get it's like move on leave the console behind console either gets sold on or gathers dust on a shelf somewhere hmm. yeah no absolutely and i think it, it's it's big because playstation aren't near to do anything like this mm. so so the reason why game pass and and the kind of x cloud are as big a deals as they potentially are is because Whilst PlayStation might be really good at pumping out exclusives and drawing you over there because of that, um, they don't have anything like Game Pass. They don't have anything like xCloud. Like, and so it allows Microsoft to do really crazy innovative things in the knowledge that they're not trying to out-compete someone in these areas because they're the only mm. ones doing it. Which is fascinating that, that gaming has kind of, console gaming at least, has split into like, Microsoft's the place you go if you want Game Pass and access to loads of games and the ability to play them almost anywhere on any device you have in the house. As long as you have Game Pass, you can play on your mobile phone upstairs and then come downstairs and play it on the Xbox mm. and then go somewhere else and play it, you know, on a tablet. Like, arguably now then play some games that weren't possible to before through, like, forwards compatibility is, I guess, what we're going to call yes. it for now. Um, right. Crazy. That's just yeah. Whereas like PlayStation is still very much that. the we have we have exclusives. This is why you buy a PlayStation. Mm. Um, so they're they're doing very different things, and both are equally as exciting because yeah. PlayStation being very closed allows them to pump out high quality gaming experiences you can't get anywhere else because they need to to justify you buying one of their consoles. Which means then so often they get these games that come out that are just like, wow, this game is like 10 out of 10. Like they, they, they it's just because they need to, they need to put out 10 out of 10 games to justify having a PlayStation. Um, especially if they're going to say that they're exclusive, which mm. is good for gaming because it means then everyone else is like, wow, okay, if they're going to put out games of that quality, we need to raise our game. Whereas Microsoft has gone the other way with it and said, well, we're just going to be very dynamic in the space in general. And we're going to mm. make sure our software and hardware is doing things that other people so aren't many doing. Options. And so, ultimately, the, the the conclusion to this is it's great. It's a great time to be a gamer, especially a console gamer, um, because no matter which system where you landed, there's really good reasons to be in either place. Um, and so, there talking you go. about it being a good time to be a gamer, talking about options, talking about the amount of things that are happening in the gaming space, Netflix. Netflix. We've we've talked about Netflix before, mostly in uh, the comparison between uh, cloud gaming being well, being a bit like playing movies over Netflix. Netflix themselves are looking into uh, moving into video games, and what this looks like, I've got no idea. And it's, it, 
I think it's one of those games that we've kind of kept an eye on, on and off. And I think we've kind of seen it move from the rumour stage to, well, now uh, it looks like they've brought, they've actually brought their first video game developer, which shows, you know, that they are serious, that they are wanting to create some exclusive games that... Yeah. Does this mean that if you have a Netflix subscription, you're also going to have a subscription to various video games as well? With no kind of in-app purchases or anything like that? That'd be nice. Yeah, I think think they've already said that they're they're kind of, they're leaning more towards just including it in what you already get. Oh, brilliant. Um, Now, obviously, of course, they're going to say that before it's happened. Mm. And before they know how successful it is or isn't, but for now at least, I think their their messaging is for a standard subscription to Netflix, which I think is the same for everyone. Kind of, you just either have Netflix or you don't. The games will be included in that. Oh wow! So I think that I think I think they <laughs> that can must do be that a competition their thing. model works purely on the idea that the the volume of subscribers. So Netflix works mm. on a model where it's the more the more subscribers we have, the more money we're making. Period. Yeah, they don't diversify the way that they take in money because they don't need to. Um, mm. So by putting games in their normal subscription package along with everything else without charging anything different, means that they'll end up with more subscribers, and that's essentially all Netflix ever really wants is more subscribers. Um, they don't have a need but to they diversify also want how to they have make money. More so. people on spending time on their platform. Wasn't it one of the guys in charge of Netflix that basically turned around once and said that their main competition? will sleep yeah and, and so I therefore if you can keep people if you can keep if you can keep people on netflix as opposed to switching over and to game pass it doesn't technically earn them any more money by you watching more mm. but they want so much content that they i think he's more alluding to the fact that they want so much content that you could potentially never ever do anything other than watch netflix because there's just so much to do there i think it's probably more what he's getting at is that they have no intention of slowing down original content or or purchasing licenses streaming licenses for other content because they don't want you to ever have to leave netflix that's it um and it's all for one monthly price which i think is why they why they have so many subscribers i think there was the recent there's a recent survey done of like how many people globally have Netflix. I think it's like one in uh, one in every 38 people globally has Netflix subscription. And now Ooh. you're thinking 38. That that's, that seems like a big number, but globally, Ooh, I don't know. That's, that's, one in 38. Entire, <laughs> one in 38 of the entire world's population has Netflix. Um, that's a lot of people. So, um, and when you bear it, in 69 mind, 69 that... billion people on the planet. What's the average family size? Yeah, you might you might you might have like five, six, six family members. So you're probably gonna have at least one maybe two subscriptions to Netflix. (laughs) Well yeah, you might have yeah, yeah, you swings around routes either way. Um you might only have one between five, so then you're thinking, yeah, the one in thirty eight is huge because that implies that nearly every other household has a Netflix subscription. Mm. Or every third household, I guess, has a has a Netflix depending on how big the households are. Um that's that's a lot of people have Netflix. Um, yeah, so keep yeah. an eye on your Netflix subscription over the next few years. I guess yeah, is you what might, we are saying. You might find that there's gaming 
mm. added to it sometime. I don't know how that would work. I don't know if you need a controller or what kind of games they're going to do or how that interface is going to work. But um, I gaming, I guess, on Netflix. We'll see. And lastly, there has been a Nintendo size announcement about movies recently. Mm. There's going to be a Super Mario movie, and it's going to feature Chris Pratt as Mario. Now, what I do not understand, Zach, what I do not understand is the amount of kind of chatter I've seen online of against the idea of Chris Pratt starring in an animated movie as Mario. I'm like, I, I kind of saw it. And my initial reaction was, well, obviously it's going to be Chris Pratt. It was always going to be Chris Pratt. He is one of the big selling names in Hollywood. He sells movies. He, yeah, he's done animated stuff before. They could yes. well be looking for the Lego movie style of joy and humour. Yep. It's going to be Chris Pratt. <laughs> and I think my initial reaction was, why are lots of middle-aged men being upset at Chris Pratt being Mario when the Mario film is being made for it's children? Totally <laughs> a kid family market. Yeah, 100%. It's... Yeah. Yeah, let's let's let the kids have this one. It's let's just have fun. Let's just embrace the joy and not get hung up on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's just Yeah, he obviously does other more serious films as well and 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 looks a very certain way. And doesn't look like Mario, but if it's an animated film, you don't really have to look <laughs> like the character you're playing. Um, I just think it was. I just think people in their head obviously conjure up an image of like who they'd think they, that Mario would be, and I think obviously he's not, not necessarily the first. He's not the pop. You know, he's not. He's not the thing that pops into your head when you think Mario, which is fine. And I get the initial kind of oh, okay, but. But people need to take a step back and look at the things he's done before and the work he's done before, and and also like essentially making movies is about making money um, and he sells mm. like, yeah. he'll, just, he'll he, just make them a load of money he sells. Um, so he's the latest flavour like he's very much the golden boy of Hollywood at the moment and he will sell even if the film's not particularly that great people will still go and watch it um, I watched the uh, the exclusive film he did, he did on Amazon um, Future War I think it's called oh yeah um, not the greatest one I've ever watched but I watched it because Chris Pratt was in it so I guess I'm just a victim of the idea that I will watch if there's, a, there's an actor that I like I will mm. watch most films bearing in mind huge fan of Lego the Lego movies both of them one and two amazing mm. love the humour um, love the concept the idea of like the master builder and like how they yeah. wove in like real the real world stuff with the Lego it world fun. stuff it's really even cool even the second one was fun yeah and that's what you want though isn't it right to it, but, you know, it's fun yeah, the idea that it was his evil twin that was... Whoa, spoilers. Okay, guys, we'll stop yeah. that. Anyway, anyway yes. Okay, you've not seen Lego too. Um, also, but I also... Lego Batman was really good. It's good, and they're not making any more Lego Batman films. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. But Lego Batman was really cool, and I really enjoyed that as well. The humor in that was very good. Um, I think the words yeah. we're looking for at this point is probably, but anyway. 
yeah, but anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, people need to just enjoy things for what they are and not worry too much about those kind of details and freak out about things. But that just shows like the today's nature of like just gut reactions to thing and then quickly I need to, 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 to post about this on social media and then everyone's like, oh, no, the opinion is this. I must conform to the said consensus everyone else believes on social media. Embrace the I'll be the outcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but having fun. It's about enjoying yes. stuff. And why can't people just do that instead? Anyway, I, it's definitely that time, which is <laughs> the time for the end of the podcast. This, guys, has been another episode of Skill Check podcast, the Gaming and Wellbeing podcast from YMCA Exeter. I've been Zach and he's been Andy. And as always, you can find this podcast on all good podcast platform providers. Search Skill Check Podcast and we will appear like magic. You can also find us on the YMCA Exeter homepage at ymcaexeter.org.uk. And if you'd like to contact us, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram using the at YMCA Exeter handle. And you can also email us because you know what? Why not? And you can do that at response at ymcaexer.org.uk. And we'd love to hear from you with whatever you'd like to say about this show to us. Good things, bad things, questions, things you'd like us to talk about, things you don't want us to talk about. And anything in between those things would be perfectly acceptable. And so all that's left is to say, guys, thank you so much for listening. We're so glad to be back after a few weeks hiatus. And this has been Skill Check. And we'll see you all next time. <laughs>